Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. All right, are we live? Welcome back. I, w- I almost went into it, Max. I almost went into the. I'll let you do it. You're back. I just want to make sure. Audio's working? Works. Audio's right, working. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Day Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Max is wearing an orange shirt. Everyone in the comments, please tell them if it's orange or red because we're having an argument over this. This is like that old thing on social media. Is the is the dress yellow or is it blue? <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Everyone says that's now what this is about. Yeah, I mean it. It, it absolutely it one hundred percent is orange. It's literally the skew from store.conservative-j, which if you haven't already gone, go there and you will see that we do not offer this shirt in orange. We offer in red. So you can pick it up at store.conservative-daily.com. <laughs> if, if, you, if you look at the red in McGuire just below you, it's red. You are orange. Just so we're clear. It's a big difference. Some, you might need to adju- adjust your monitor settings. Oh, let me see. Let me see what you look like on DLive. I'm um, going there, and yep, sure enough, you look orange. Uh-oh. I don't process my coloration, so that's on. That's <laughs> You're on, colorless. That's on the guys. That's on the guys in the studio. We um, have we have some pretty exciting news that's coming out of New Hampshire, and we have a guest that has a bunch of information out of New Hampshire. You want to introduce? You want to introduce her, Max? Our our hero sure, from. Do, do we have? Do we? Is she on? Because I know we had to. She reset is on. Them. She is here okay. and ready to go. So without further ado, let's uh, let's bring on Felisa. Did I, did I say that right? Hi, it's actually Felissa. That's okay. Felissa. I, I, I knew. Oh, that's it was my fault too. Different. Is it spelled that's right? Okay. Felissa, is it spelled right? No. Are you serious? That's did you okay. see the Z? Mr. Producer. That's okay. You can we, call we me Zsa. We are okay. <laughs> we we are not in Serbia. You should have. Call me Zsa. Call me whatever. That's what I got in the text from Anne. Anne says uh, says hi. By the way. Oh yeah, we had Ann on this we morning. It was awesome. She's amazing. She absolutely. All right, well, let, let, there we go. Is that fixed? Right. Yes. See, that's Felissa. Now, if I'd seen that, I would have said Felissa. I, it was yeah, Felissa. He changed dead. it to a Z, just so you well, know. Well, Apollo it was, calls yeah. me by the right name on the phone. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I did something. Right. Well, well, welcome to the show. We had a little bit of audio okay. difficulties, but glad to have you on. Why don't you, uh, for anyone who doesn't know you why don't you introduce yourself to our audience we'll give you a couple minutes to tell your patriot. story hi um i'm felissa i'm from new hampshire um i'm just a patriot advocate um i go around the country and do events and help other people doing events and help um anybody who needs help um trying to take back um our sovereignty and take back um our republic right um from everyone who's out there woke uh, trying to convert it to um, democracy. So that's who I am. I just finished a campaign last night um, for trying to remove the machines in New Hampshire. And um, previous to that, I was doing uh, something called Unite the Light, taking a Liberty Lantern, um, channeling our best Paul Revere and taking the Liberty Lantern 
and sending it across the United States in a Patriot relay. So um, today we're talking about what's happening in New Hampshire. Um, we have some corruption, uh, just like in every other state, and um, have been trying to battle it. I know you're really shocked, Max. So that's, my, that's my shocked face. <laughs> yeah, um, we know Jovan. Uh, we had tried to get Jovan to do to help us do an audit here. So it actually started way back um, after the 2020 elections. Uh, my town of Wyndham, New Hampshire, was actually the only town, I think, in the entire state of New Hampshire um, that's ever done a machine audit. Um, I, I'm not really sure. Um, usually it's hand recount, but the hand recount um, revealed some anomalies, some very, very alarming anomalies where... Um, that they blamed on the machines. Pardon me? That they blamed on the machines. They did. Yeah. They, well, actually, no, they didn't. So Were those the ones where they blamed it on the fold? Yeah, they blamed it on the. We're the ones they blamed it on the fold. What's yes. the machines? What, what machines were used? Uh, they're Dominion. They're LHS. <laughs> they're LHS, and they try to say that um, our town clerks try to say that our machines are not actually owned by LHS, and I have are not by Dominion, and I have walked them through the chain of custody and how they absolutely are owned by Dominion, and I've also educated them that um, Dominion sits on the CISA board, the Cyber Infrastructure Security Act. Um, which is underneath the DOD, underneath Homeland Security for two layers of protection, and they are above the law. Um, their job is so important to the United States uh, election integrity um, that the people that sit on that board do not have to obey the law in order to protect our election integrity. Now tell me why Dominion and Smartmatic are on that board. So we'd like to get rid of the yeah. machines. We think that the machines might have something to do with it. And so that was our effort here in New Hampshire. We can talk all so day long about the levels of corruption, yeah. but how it all so started was. You said you tried to get Jovan? Yeah, we did. We tried to get Jovan. The reason we tried to get Jovan is because um, during the audit process, um, well, first, when we did the hand count, it was revealed that 10%, basically, I'm just using general numbers, 10% mm -hmm. straight across the board somehow magically went out of every single one of our candidates' Republican bucket and was given to the other side. Now, the audit didn't explain any of that. So when we were going forward- Is this the one forward, that Harry, Harry was in? Harry Hersty, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. So um, so the Goodfellas brought in the Goodfellas to do an audit. And they said, nope, nothing to see here. Although they erased um, our, SD, our, our cards that get plugged into the machine to take the data oh. right in front of us. Um, so they erased evidence that's supposed to be held for 24 oh, wow. months by law right in front of us on camera. Um, the cameras went down um, during the audit over the three-day period. Somehow they went off in the middle of the night. Um, there's no explanation for that. Um, they talked amongst themselves, the audit team, and decided that there was nothing nefarious that, that happened during that time. I don't know how they would have known that because the cameras were off. So, um, you know, just... It was about three layers. Was it layers. a complete audit? Was it a complete audit or was it random sampling? It was a random, well, yes. And I, you know what? Who knows? It was what it was supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. That's the truthful answer. What it was supposed to be, it wasn't. So very yeah. much like what, you know, Jovan may or may not be battling. Um, you know, I understand what's going on in Arizona. 
And we have our own minutia here that we're trying to sift through. And in that process, it seemed very evident, even before the audit was over, that it wasn't going to be fair and balanced, that it wasn't going to reassure the people with any great confidence. It's in a fact, dog and pony show. It's a dog and pony show that yeah, eliminates it was a dog the and ability. Pony show in our eyes. Now, maybe it wasn't, but from my perspective, it left more questions than answers. And it all comes back to the machines and the interest of those that are involved in the machines. So when the audit came out, we read their words, we read their reports, and then we took them and we took them out one by one and we put them onto a website for marigoldcoffeeclub.com, uh, which is a, a nonpartisan group um, that I helped found. And its intent was to um, give people kind of a reprieve from not being able to talk about things and just get together and have coffee. Well, we all got together and said, we've got to do something. What can we do that's nonpartisan and won't hurt anybody, but it will help what we're looking for. And with that, we launched um, a, an initiative and it was called Remove the Machines. Really simple. And it's interesting because when we would go town to town, we would take the tally tapes that we had to obtain through 91As because they would not give them to us without us. And it took a very long amount of time. We took those 91As and we obtained each town's tally tapes. And a few things were noted. One, the tally tape totals were different than what was on the, the state website. That's interesting. That's, that's not just interesting. Number one. This is a pattern, by the way. We're showing pattern. There's a little pattern there. What can we do about that? We can't yeah. do anything. But we can do something about the fact that when we took a town like Hampton and we looked at the amount of overvotes and undervotes, that means the votes that did not count because the machine couldn't read them. Either it said you voted for too many if there was a fold there, and let's say it picked one candidate that they wanted you to pick, and then you pick the opposite and throw out your ballot. So yeah. we said, okay, we're going to take the words that they've said in this audit, and we're going to pull it out one by one and let you read those. So on the merit of that simple statement, use common sense, does that make any sense to you? And with that, we would go into towns and we would let the town know, did you know that 17% of your, your votes did not count in Hampton, for example, and they would say, oh my God, no. How do you know that yours wasn't one of them? And resoundingly, they were like, I don't. Would you like to sign the petition to remove the machines? So from here forward, right, once we use the machines to vote out the machines, which is a conundrum in itself, something we can't avoid, but at least we can then challenge it with a hand count and find out the truth of how many people actually have lost their voter confidence. Is the only choice we had. So it's the path that we took and we campaigned since the end of August. And then we came out in the public um, in September, not, not really loudly because of course no one would support us. Mainstream media mm -hmm. won't even talk about it. And anytime we would go to the boards to try and talk to them about it, they shut us down and said, you don't have any right to speak here. And even though we were saying, did you know 17% of the of the of your votes didn't count, for example, they would shut us down. So we didn't have a choice but to use Warren articles to have our voices heard. And so with that, we actually successfully garnered 
with the help of every single Patriot group that there is in New Hampshire. I mean, I'm telling you, everyone came together on this. And we were pulling Hail Marys last night, 911s to everybody that we could. And we ended up pulling together 30 towns that we were either wholeheartedly had all the signatures ourselves or were supporting a grassroots movement in just that specific town. But through that, we reunited all of New Hampshire and we came out with 30 towns that are now forcing it onto the ballot. And they're still giving us a hard time. My email is blowing up with responses from different people saying, oh, we're not going to accept this. You didn't get it in by five o'clock. Show me that RSA that says it had to be there by, I'm reading the RSAs. I can see this. I'm sorry. It says that it must be there on the fifth Tuesday um, of this date. And I've got it time stamped. And by the way, call this law office. According to them, there's no law and that you do have to accept it because it's been accepted in other towns. And keep in mind, New Hampshire already has at least, I think it's one third or maybe two thirds. I think it's one third. One third of our state still does hand counting. What's really interesting is that no one realized we accepted the use of machines on a trial basis. That's the wording of our RSA 393. So no one ever voted to continue it every year. It's just been done. It's so we were like, let's yeah. end the trial period. We're not making a new law. We're just saying we're not adopting that law. We, we're voting yeah. to no longer be as part of a, a guinea pig and a trial period that's failed by our barometer. I'm, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, the list of cities. I'm looking at the list of cities in New Hampshire ranked by population, and only Manchester is over 100,000. You have Nashua, 90,000. And then the third is Concord, which is 44,000. Like you get down to the 10th and it's in the 13,000s. Obviously not every resident is going to vote, right? So you can probably cut that number in half on a good year for how many ballots you actually get. I don't know why New Hampshire needs voting machines. I mean, in every one of these precincts, you can probably get confidence. Yeah. And, and here, here's Most the other thing is that the people, a people to count them all. the people, the people in New Hampshire have smarted up to the fact that, hey, look, if there's going to be a mistake made, let us make a mistake by counting the ballots and let's make sure it reports up. And let's make sure we're doing this accurately. But if you look at yeah. the here's an interesting, interesting statistics about New Hampshire since machines been put in place, the vote in New Hampshire has literally tilted dramatically, dramatically. You just look back at when they started implementing machines. I'm talking machines that. That literally how they I actually think that there's a problem all the way up the line. I think that Seidel and Edison, I think that there's some funny business that happens in there where the numbers are aggregated in such a way that they can hide it all the way up. But that's just my opinion. I can't pinpoint it, but I do know that Dominion, you know, they have ways to make it look like as it happens at the precinct level, they can hide all that information when they push it up. Yeah. Sorry. But, Do you but know if, that um, most of the machines have two modes too? Actually, learned this from Dr. Shiva. They have two modes. They have um, the uh, I can't remember what the normal mode is. Um, calculate, and then mm-hmm. um, fractional. Uh, whatever the normal mode is. What's calculate? What do you mean calculate? That means weighted. Yeah. Why on yeah. earth? Why on earth? Would any vote ever be weighted for any reason? That's alarming. 
and all roads seem to lead back to Dominion or to the machines. And I know that there's companies out there that are pushing new machines. We have Milton, New Hampshire, I believe, where we're doing a prototype of a new machine built by LHS, which is owned by Dominion. And Dominion comes in and services them and says, oh, these machines are just fine. And then also, um, you know, they are providing the audit team. So you it have costs less to hand your cable company laying down the cables yeah. and then they come in and they do an audit and they say, no, your cable's fine, even though your screen's full of squiggles. And they say, it's, you know, it's fine. It's your TV. We're I'm waking up to, to of, that. Like, don't I, sell me I'm a shopping cart to hold sand anymore. It's, it's, I'm we're try, just not yeah. buying it. People are not I'm okay with it. trying to think of why you'd even, why would you even need calculated like weighted voting there's only a couple instances i can even think of off the top of my head okay name one like like well like an hoa right if if one person owns multiple houses then their hoa vote would be worth a little bit more than everyone else because they own multiple properties if you were like i don't know, like a stockholder and you owned more shares than someone else you get a little bit more of a vote than someone else right okay. the electoral college is technically a weighted system because each state correct, gets a correct. different electoral number of votes college is an example but i that. can't i can't imagine why it, Dominion would need it unless you're rolling this out in like well, in Maine. like uh, shareholders waiting main has waited well no that's ranked choice that's a little different where yeah. every yeah, every vote still counts that. As one they're trying to pass that yeah. tomorrow in our state too is ranked choice yeah, yeah. it doesn't ranked it doesn't make any sense the people are standing up and saying we have a problem with it and these people stand up and say, nothing to see here. Go back. Just trust us. Just sit down, shut up, and let us select the next leader. That's what they're basically yeah. saying. Well, they want I think it, they want ranked it in choice, New Hampshire. Ranked they want choice Hampshire is their answer that, to us standing up. Yeah, they think that they're going to get more Green Party votes to switch Democrat than Republicans would get Libertarians to switch Republican. That, they're making a calculated, a calculated yeah. uh, risk there. Um, Again, no, calculated. Ranked choice is a little bit different, but yeah. I just don't know why they need to have the ability yeah, to. It's very alarming. So, um, you know, we that. noticed, yeah, we noticed um, a lot of issues uh, with regard to uh, our voter integrity. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to go after each one. We've also been doing canvassing, um, not me personally, but we have uh, some great patriots here in New Hampshire that are going after, um, you know, canvassing town by town, met with a lot of resistance. Every single thing that we're trying to do is being met with such resistance, it is not equal to the action. And it, you have to you have to ask yourself the question, why? why? Why are they trying so hard to suppress, you know, our ability to get to the bottom of the truth and to be clear and transparent? The harder that we try to get them to be transparent, the more that we're stonewalled. And so we're By basically both sides going of the back aisle. to the way that the Amish voted. By both sides of the aisle. By both sides of the, the aisle. The issue you this have is, is not just one side. Issue. Correct. This is an I, establishment issue, which is why our group with Amerigold, for example, is bipartisan. Who you voted for and the fact that your vote didn't count is a big issue. I don't care who you voted for. Whoever that is should have rightfully won. But the fact that they're selecting people, as our previous administration refers to it, if they're selecting people for our government, then it is not a government for the people, which is why our constitution was written. And they could see this level 
of tyranny happening. However, what our founding forefathers didn't know about was, you know, this social media and technology warfare. So where we find ourselves today is very much like the Patriots back in 1776, where we're trying to correct the wrongs that have happened by using the Constitution. But if we take it to our legislative and we take it to our judicial and we take it to our executive and at all levels, they're refusing to hear it and they're refusing to hear our voices, then they've left us no choice but to go back to tools like Warren articles to force our voices to be heard. And it's really sad that we've had to come to this point. But again, I thank our founding fathers for these kind of tools. And I encourage every state to find those tools. They are in your constitution. I know that some of them haven't been used. I know that they'll be met with um, you know, stonewalling and gaslighting and even personal attacking, possibly even arrests for, for just standing up for yourself. But we are two degrees away from being East Germany. And if you know the story about East Germany and you understand that you know, all of their propaganda was overnight basically put into the libraries and the, the East Germans didn't even know that America was trying to help them in East Germany until after the wall came down. And even further about that story that's so inspiring to me is that it was an accident that the wall came down. What happened was the secretary, let's say the, the press secretary, um, who's a different name uh, over in, in Germany, let's say the American press secretary came out and he was reading some notes and I couldn't find them. So I asked Max, hey Max, can you find that for me? And Max hands me a piece of paper and I read something I'm not supposed to read to the public. And it was effective immediately, all of the borders are going to be open. That's not what it was supposed to be. It was that they were gonna start opening it up the following day to a certain people, they could travel during the day and come back. But what happened was the masses all heard this, including the guards and everybody that could grab anything, Joe, Max, you guys grabbed your bags and you ran towards the, the opening of the gates, right? Where the, the exits. And you said, didn't you hear? Didn't you hear? And the guards said, yeah, yeah, I heard. And they didn't know what to do. And so many people were coming, they were overwhelmed and without guns, without any mass hysteria, people just started walking out. And then for those that didn't hear the news, it traveled through the villages, it traveled through the towns, right? Through the night. And the next thing you know, all these patriots, instead of going to, or all these East Germans, instead of going to the exits and to the end, they just started climbing the walls. And before you knew it, once they were on the other side, they were like climbing it down. So by the time the president of Germany at that time, let's say the president of the United States heard about it, he was out of the country and he came back there was nothing you could do about it. And everybody was free. But if you talk to any you know, East German residents who lived there at the time, they will tell you that it took a while, but eventually their libraries started telling a story that was very different from the truth. And I think that is where we are today. We are busting at the seams and we are now realizing that we are monkeys in a cage and we're the ones holding the key to our freedom. And we have to find those keys and we have to let ourselves out because this is in part our fault for falling asleep, right? We didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, the government was like, here, give me your arm, right? I said this one to Apollo earlier, give me your arm. And then they cut you, right? And you're like, oh my God, ouch, that hurt. And then they go, oh, here's a Band-Aid, $5, please. Yeah. This is where we're at. It's communism. 
And if we don't all wake up and we don't all pick up whatever, you know, arm tools that our forefathers left, like these Warren articles, we're not going to be able to save our country. And it's one by one by one, these small things that accumulate. And then you get other patriots in the state to get behind you. You know, I suggest you start making friends with your enemies right now because our real enemies are much, much bigger, much more damaging than your neighbor who you don't get along with because his dog peed on your yard. Get over it. You guys, they want to put us on trains to Auschwitz. And if you don't wake up and start getting along and figuring out a way to work together, it's it's not going to happen. New Hampshire has its issues. But look at what we just did all working together. There was not an ego in sight basically in the last week. We all took all of our swords and raised them up together in unity for a common cause. And we accomplished something. And it can be accomplished at every single um, point or objective that we need to in order to win back our republic. Well, we haven't lost it yet, but it's close. But in order to win back the truth, right? And I think that it starts with our elections. You're right, Joe. There's a lot of things in there. There's a lot of layers to it. You know, Dr. Shiva, for example. Um, uh, um, I'm sorry, my pillow guy. What? I'm Mike so Lindell. sorry. Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. I, actually, friend. we can put that up if we want. Mike Lindell and my pillow. You save up to 66% with using code Yeah, CD I think 21. that would be great. I mean, he is such a Look at everything he's got on the line. Yeah, you can leave and because up. he's done it, because he's become this martyr, because he's become this, you know, dissident, it gives everybody else courage. You don't have to have a million dollars to be that dissident. Just stand up and work together, right? I mean, all of these ideas, everybody thought we were kind of crazy when we were first doing it. But in fact, um, we now have a legislator who's putting a bill together on our heels. It goes to legislation tomorrow. I also shared that with Apollo. Um, if you guys want to put that up, um, you know, that's, um, that's another arm. Do we trust our legislator enough to let them do it alone? No, but we're able to slingshot off of each other. If his succeeds, then that's great. But we have multiple shots at the apple, right? Instead of just leaving it up to the guys that cut us that say, oh, here's your Band-Aid, right? Let's take their knife away so they can't cut us anymore. Yeah, and there so is the, uh, and there's the article, New Hampshire State Rep Allegro to introduce unique bill to ban voting machine ballot counts statewide. I feel like it would only take a couple dozen people to count all of the ballots, even even in the biggest cities and towns. Well, each one of our towns are going to do it ourselves. It's it's up to yeah. each town, and we have plenty of yeah. patriots. And you know whether they're from the left or from the right, who are really concerned about it, that will volunteer through the night. It's our civic duty, honestly. And we have plenty of towns already that do it successfully, still in New Hampshire, that have never gone to towns. And why are we going to pay for brand new machines to replace the ar archaic machines if they failed to begin with? The only yeah. person that wins in that is Dominion and probably the establishment who maybe gets a little bit on the side if they bring it into our town. Well, so, and so is that why this isn't a sure thing yet? Because I'm looking at the I'm, I'm, I'm not hugely into New Hampshire politics. I've, I've visited there a few times. A beautiful is state, what a sure thing? Was that why it isn't a sure thing? Because I'm looking at the breakdown. In, in one of the chambers, 14 Republicans, 10 Democrats. The other chamber, 207 Republicans, 188 Democrats. You have a Republican governor. It seems like this should be easy. Is it just the, is it just the establishment getting a little bit of that, that kickback that you're talking about? 
Um, I don't think it's ever a little bit. Earlier, we talked earlier about the establishment and um, the word Republican in front of a name means nothing. That it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't it on doesn't the Democrat or the Republican Ford side. Ford is being a Democrat. This is not a partisan issue. I am not advocating for a third party. I'm just saying that the Republican Party needs to be turned inside out, gutted, and drained. And that's what we're in the process of doing. We well, do think- not trust our legislation at all. They were elected by machines that have been proven. You mean they were selected? They weren't elected. These people were, were never. They, they, these people were never elected. And I think that people need to wake up across the entire country. We do not have an election yeah. fraud problem at just the presidential level. We have election no. fraud problem at the DA level, at the at the state school level, boards. at the local level, the school boards. This is a this is a concerted effort to take away the voice of the American people. This is a radical element that is that has infiltrated parts of our government like a cancer to destroy yeah. it. And you can't ignore it because if that's not the case, why would you have critical race theory popping up all over the nation, including in conservative environments, with school board people that are doing the biddings of people that, frankly, don't represent the interests of the public? You, right. This is a problem everywhere. You couldn't go into a, uh, a, a commissioner's meeting and have a voice because they quieted your voice, which means they took away your First Amendment right to speak. It's called a chilling there's a legal term for it. It's called a chilling. And the, the, it is called a chilling. And if you, if you look at what they've done across the nation, they have called parents terrorists, domestic terrorists. They have literally abused their power. They have had judges that have violated the judiciary. If there's nothing to hide, if there's nothing to hide, then hide nothing. Show Thank us you. the machines. Show us the yeah. machine. Show us behind it. Look, I already know how the fraud occurred. Why did they take down all the Dominion uh, uh, stuff that was out there about Dominion machines, the manuals, everything else? Why did they take all of that stuff down after the election? Why did they get out there and say, we're going to strip it all? And I have tons yeah. of data. You know, and yeah. you probably heard about the Eric Coomer, I've been sued, all that stuff, right? Let me mm-hmm. ask you a question. Do I look worried? No. Do I look worried? I'm not worried. You want to know why? Because I want, I want to get to the place where I can counter sue, drag Dominion into it, use all the evidence that I have, bring in. I, I've been quiet. I've told everyone, I want to bring all of the, the evidence to one place to prove that Dominion's a company. Par- oh, Mr. Producer, you're going to have to, to leave me. I have all this evidence. I'm sitting on it. And I have conversations with Max. I have conversations with producers. I have conversations with everyone. And I go, we already have the evidence. How did they botch Maricopa? When the first second, when they walked in, I'm asking you this question because you're out there doing the hard work to get rid of the machines. You've come to the same conclusion. Get rid of the machines. And at least we can see the fraud. We can see the deviation of behavior. If we have people that are doing this thing, we only need one person to do it. When it comes to machines, that's it. One person can be the, the person to do all of that. But when it comes to doing it on a deviation of behavior, it takes a lot more people. Someone is going to squeal on somebody else. Someone's not going to get enough of the cake, right? And that's right. where we're at. But the stuff in Maricopa, tell me how, how grown men and women botched that deal in, in Maricopa when the first day, I wouldn't even have to do the audit. All the boxes showed up. All of them are open. Ballots are strewn everywhere. The w- chain of custody has been broken. Nothing left to see. I'm not going to do anything else. 
And then yeah, why did same they- thing happened in our state, and they continued. We had boxes that showed up and were submitted right in front of us on camera yeah. after the audit had already started. And they're like, oh, they're not ballots. Um, it's just paperwork. They submitted them into the secured circle. I mean, it should have ended right there in a court of law. Done. If you tried to submit evidence, I just, the bar keeps being moved and lowered and adjusted. And it's all a narrative. They're, they're trying to talk it away and people are much smarter than they're giving us credit for. And the more they do this, the more people wake up and the more that people wake up, the more that they are able to apply common sense and they become unplugged from, you know, this constant bombardment from mainstream media of lies that have indoctrinated them. You know, if it, everybody says, you know, oh, our schools are so indoctrinating these kids, they can't tell the difference. Well, let me tell you something. Who do you think started F. Joe Biden? Those college students. Yep. But today yep. is America. TikTok stars started it. And you know what? Praise Brandon for going out there and putting his car, <laughs> right? I tried to get a car for Red, White, and Blue Tour, one of my companies, into NASCAR. And I've never said this publicly before, so this is a first. So I'm probably going to be, you know, come after from NASCAR. But I literally submitted a whole lineup with like Kid Rock and all kinds of singers and everything. They totally approved it until yeah. I gave them the lineup. Then they said, okay, well, you know, we've got a little bit of issue with that. Um, we're not going to do it. And I was like, what do you mean you're not going to do it? You're not going to sign the contract now? What do you mean? Like we're supposed to be Talladega in October, um, you know, red, white, and blue tour. We're going to do, you know, on the car. We want to have, um, you know, the 13 soldiers, et cetera. No, we're not going to do that. Well, what is it that you don't like? I'll change the lineup. Is it the stage? Is the stage too big? What is it? Because Geico's there. You got a Black Lives Matters car. You know, you got um, AT&T there. We know they're all establishment, right? Anybody that owns an AT&T phone, anytime you start talking about deep state, your phone disconnects. You think that's random? Put two and two together. Common sense. Really? You know why they turned us down? Because of the American flag. Because red, white, and blue tour represented the American flag. And I said, I can't fix that. I am the wow. American flag. I stand for the flag. And you were the last sport. You were the last sport that wasn't weighing in on that. And what, and two months later, you see two months later, yeah, they do. Two months right. later, they wouldn't let him have his, his let's go Brandon, who it's, it's about him. Yes, it's about the president too, but it doesn't matter. It is about him. He was a victim of that misunderstanding created by mainstream media, and they have no right to ban him. They're banning his message. They're banning his voice, and they're banning all of ours. F you. Yeah. F you, NASCAR. Well, I'm going to take a quick moment to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't usually think about this. This isn't usually the thing that's on the top of our minds, but anyone who's had to get taken to a hospital or had a loved one go to the hospital by ambulance, you know it's expensive. It comes with co-pays, deductibles, and a lot of time the insurance doesn't want to pay for it. Well, it only gets more expensive when you go by air. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't have to worry about bankruptcy in order to get you or a loved one to the hospital on time. So when you sign up with Air Med Care Network, it's going to start at just $85 a year. That covers you and your entire household. $85 a year. It's less by a year if you buy three or five years at a time. And when you sign up using the link right here on the screen, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, 
and use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back in the form of a Visa or Amazon gift cards, free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. Use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't I can't believe how it has infected, how leftism has infected NASCAR. I thought that surely would be the last sport to fall. I guess it is technically too. the last you know, sport to fall. Are, those are all patriots. Like, do they not yeah. know their audience? I don't know. I, I guess they're looking you for the You got turned down the for red, crowd. white, and blue tour. Yeah. And you, you organized all of these people to go into that tour, so you had Kid Rock and all that stuff? Yeah, it was supposed to be um, uh, a, a bunch of speakers. I had like Dr. Stella. Um, yeah, I had uh, a bunch of musicians. We were even going to bring in um, uh, the uh, military performers. Um, I just had it, you know, all I did was just hand them the itinerary. Um, and it was all green light before that. They said, good, great, you're in, you're in, you're in. Um, and uh, once I submitted that and it went to the political committee, I guess NASCAR has a political committee. Um, for the East Coast, and it came back uh, a few days later, and they said, "Yeah, um, yeah, they don't like it." And I was like, "All right, I'll fix it. What is it? You know, is the stage too big? Whatever the situation." But I'm just saying, it's infiltrated every aspect. And when they came back with a no, um, you know, I decided, "All right, well, how are we going to do this? Maybe we should just do a car, or you know, I just kind of readjusted and decided to do the lantern." which was, you know, um, 1776. Um, everybody believes that that's when the American Revolution started. And actually, it was 1775, a year before, right here in New Hampshire, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And for all you critical race theory fans, um, it was Paul Revere riding beside the first black senator of the United States from Newmarket, New Hampshire, to, um, uh, to a fort in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, to let them know that the British were actually coming. Four months later, he did the famous ride in the North Church uh, to the North Church in Boston, where there was two lanterns hung to let them know that the enemy was coming by sea. Today, they're here on our land. So it was a single lantern relay going from Patriot, Patriot to Patriot, all the way across the United States, including Hawaii, um, and came back here. It took two months, uh, two months and one week, and came back on, um, on uh, New Year's Eve. So then the following week, Boston comes out on the heels of our red, white, and blue. And they say it was about democracy and to save democracy in lieu of January 6th. And I can send you guys articles on this. Um, David Harris Jr. wrote a really great uh, article on it. Uh, Carrie Donovan, she's a fantastic editor or uh, writer. Um, she wrote a piece on it where um, the Secretary of State is using historic monuments like the North Church in collaboration with the Orthodox Church to light up the lanterns, our historic monument, on the eve of January 6th, though so on January 5th, they did a candlelight vigil saying that what happened on January 6th one year ago was an attack on democracy, the same as Paul Revere was trying to defend democracy it's in all, 1776. It's all absurd. It's all absurd, and it plays it's on... absurd. So you know what I did? I went down there, and I filmed it. And there was all the media behind me, and I had an umbrella, and they came up, mainstream media, and they're like, hey, can you work with us? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, you know, like, we can't see. 
So I look behind me and I'm like, oh, because I have the umbrella. So I take the umbrella really, really slowly and I move it into their shot, hold it there, swing it around the whole time they're talking and I'm filming. And I hear the Secretary of State in Boston say, and this is dedicated to all of our election officials who have risked their lives. Why, has somebody been going after election officials? No. I, no. I miss those stories. So no, no, I not. pan over my little phone and there's two people standing there. And I pan around and there's no one there. It's all media. There's like the two, there's the deacon for the church and there's a secretary of state. It's just crazy. And then behind me is the media. Now here's the Do we the have best that clip? Part. Do we have that, that video? Oh, Do we? No, you know, I'll give it to you uh, and you guys can post it when I'm not here. Yeah. I can send it to you. Or you can just search David Harris Jr. There's a, um, she's got all my, all my footage in there. So anyway, I just doxed myself. So yes, it was me. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm not media, but I was so appalled by this after two and a half, you know, almost two and a half months, I spent like every waking hour with a map and, and my phone and a cup of tea, you know, coordinating with all these wonderful patriots, Alveda King and um, uh, YJ Nightstorm. And even um, Judge Judy was in on it. And um, uh, um, uh, Ken, um, sorry. Colonel Waldron and General Bulldog and Ann Vandersteel. And, you know, everybody, if I'd known you then, Joe and Max, I would have had you guys involved in it. But we had grassroots, gubernatorial, we the people candidates from all over, senators, et cetera, all embraced. And the news, mainstream media wouldn't give us one, one little teeny tiny shadow of hope to share this great news out. It was such a positive campaign. But instead, what they decided to do about it, and don't tell me they didn't know about it, because what are the chances that the second time in the United States of America that we lit up those lights in the North Church was the 200th year anniversary and a week out, no, a day after the Unite the Light end tour was published in Patriot Media. Really? I mean, it's so transparent. You have to start using common sense. Why are they doing this? Because we're not buying the narrative anymore. And they're pouring it on so thick now that it isn't to an unbelievable degree. And it's only helping us to wake people up. So keep it up. Keep doing whatever you're doing. But remember that when Trump was in office, he made sure that there was executive orders that if you are complicit to this and you're participating in this, you are accountable. And you were warned. And what did I tell you that the 2022 is a year of what? The people? Accountability. 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 We're coming for them. We're coming for them. And I'm not going to apologize for coming for them. And I'm going to come for the controlled opposition on our side too when I'm done. When I'm done, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to make sure that they can't show their face anywhere in this country. I am. I, I, I promise you. If I have to build an army of people to follow them around. I will. And those people that are responsible for stealing our election, if they're on the street, I don't want to ever push anyone to kill themselves, but they will have no peace because we have had a year and a half of hell as people, as people. We've had a year and a half of hell. They have literally done everything they can to, to, to destroy our lives as Americans. They hate us. And these are the leaders that are supposed to be supporting us. You know, I don't even know how you, how you I want you to respond to this. They're out going to parties, not wearing masks, having a good time, going into other states while they're telling you to lock down, lock down, lock down. You got to wear a mask, yelling at people. The media won't ask 
uh, Saki or Biden or anyone else a question about anything, but right. will attack conservatives. Loss. And conservatives are not even in these Democrat-controlled environments that are falling apart. But we're the demons. We're the demons. The hardworking Americans are the demons. Right. It's because we're supposed to be sheep. We're supposed to be cattle, right? We're I'm supposed to go along. They somehow have convinced themselves and they've been so accustomed to getting away with it that we're now in the way. They've forgotten what a republic is. They've convinced themselves that this really is about democracy. We are a republic and no story they tell, no statue they tear down is going to remove that from our hearts. And I want everybody to remember that when you do see pictures of them laughing in our faces or coming after patriots that they can never steal this. And this is what only a few men, our founding fathers, everyone thinks that it was like the entire nation that stood no, up. No, it wasn't. Does anyone know the actual percentage of people that it was? Joe, Max, how many well, people they, was it? Well, the, You know the answer to this. In, yeah, in, in popular conversations, 3%. It wasn't that's, even 3%. That's the official number. Not that started that's like it. The, it, it was, that's even a little high. Yeah. It wasn't very many people and nothing that they could do could take this away. You guys, we actually have more than 3% of people that know the truth. And if we band together, look, if you're not a leader, there are plenty of people who are. Get behind whatever's going on in your state. And if you don't know, then find out, ask someone. And just simply having coffee with another Patriot is how you connect into, you know, into the group. And so just, you know, to, to share a little bit about Marigold Coffee Club, because it's kind of a weird name. We actually also modeled that after the, um, the European experience in Germany, because they couldn't meet anymore and talk to each other. So they had book clubs. So we decided after January 6th, um, you know, nobody felt safe going out and doing rallies. And I had started the 50 state rallies across the nation. Then Ollie jumped in and he had such an enormous reach. I understand he's disappeared at this time, but you know what? God used him for the time being. And he was able to have a tremendous reach. And we had thousands of people showing up at capitals across the country. And each one of those state capitals had a little leader that I was connecting with or that other patriots were connecting with that had a, a message that it was all the same. And each week we'd go out with like four points of things that you could do. The very first thing I ever asked those groups to do at those rallies was to share two phone numbers, yours, right? And then your town board member so that you could know who to reach out to in order to affect change and two, that you would find a new friend. And that if you left there without at least getting one phone number, then you were part of the problem because the reason they put masks on us, the reason they shut down the churches and the reason they shut down the restaurants so we can't party, so we can't celebrate together is because in 1776, when our founding fathers, that less than 3%, that was actually getting together and talking about what they could do from their hearts, the messages from God to save, to stand up for their liberty and for their freedoms and to secede from the establishment, which at the time was the British crown, was meeting in taverns and in churches. Do the same We've thing. We've got coffee clubs that are open. And you know what? Ecclesia, forget the church. I'm sorry. If you're a church, I'm a Christian. 
If your church is shut down for a mask mandate, Ecclesia, it says in the Bible, is two or more. Start a church in your own home. Invite your friends over for coffee on Sunday and open up the Bible and just talk to each other. You know what this mask is? It's masking tape, literally. Take you, you it know, off. You know what you could do, start though? Start talking. Take the, if you did that and you had your own deal and you, you give a tithe, everybody put a tithe into a little bucket. By the, by the end of the year, you'll have like 50 grand. You create your own church, 50 grand. Start your own you church. You can do stuff to help people. I mean, it's all Just tax don't deductible. file a 501c3, right? Because then the government owns that church and its interests. But yeah. if you're Kamala Harris, it's okay to speak as a politician in a church. Just no other politician can be involved in your church. Well, and I think that's the... I think that's the one thing that we have to be talking about holistically is that, you know, that the rules are for thee and not for me. There's no accountability, right. none. There's no consequences for the behavior. So we must, when lawlessness becomes law, we must become the ones to the arbiter of justice. We must be the ones to step forward. We must be the ones, we have an obligation, yeah. not a right. You don't have a right. You have an obligation to stand up for people in your community. You do. And if you know the truth, you must speak it. I have been saying that since day one. I tell people, be, be the one that's the ambassador for truth. Carry the message forward. Go out and talk to people. I got to tell you, I love paradigm crashes. I love crashing people's paradigms. And I said this, this before, I had to drive a family from Boulder, a very, very left, left, left family, who now listens to my podcast. <laughs> so, ah. so, so they listen, um, but I had to drive them from their house burned to the ground. Right. Oh, I'm so Absolutely. Sorry. The and so I have a friend that is in Lone Tree who has a big home and decided to take the whole family in. So I'm driving them at wow. midnight. Midnight, I'm, I'm driving them from a hotel um, in, near Louisville to a home. And so we started talking. And I said, Yeah, my name's Joe. We just started talking. And I wore a mask because I, I saw that they were all wearing masks, petrified yeah, to be in the car. Right. They don't even have a car. Like their car burned up. Like they jumped in. Yeah. The, the story is unbelievable. Yeah, don't and, traumatize them. Right. So I wore a mask, drove it up, and they said, uh, and I was like, they were, well, you know, tell us your story. And I was like, I, I don't have a story. <laughs> I, the, <laughs> I, I was telling Mr. Producer this the, day, the night out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a story. And they're like, no, no. And I go, look, you don't want to know about me. I got to promise you <laughs> don't want to know about me. I, and they said, well, we but do. But you were wrong. And, they did, didn't they? Well, they, they, I said to them, I go, they said, you know, nothing matters now. The political opinion doesn't matter. Nothing matters at this point. We just lost our home. And I said, okay, well, let's try it. My name is Joe Oltman. I founded an organization called FEC United. I'm a podcaster on Conservative Daily Podcast, and I was one of the people that came forward with information about Dominion Voting Systems and Eric Coomer. This woman wanted to climb out the window. Oh. She was like, I could not. I'm in the car with Joe Oltman. Are you kidding me? My life could get no worse. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I was uh, laughing. I wanted to cry. I was laughing so loud. Uh, and so I said, I was like, all right, let's talk about it. Ask me questions. And by the end of it, when we got to the house, she got out. She hugged me. She was crying. Yeah. Her husband grabbed me by the hand and said, hey, you guys have shattered. That's why I said you guys have shattered my paradigm. And I said, that's what it's about. It's about that. It's it a, Democrat, Republican means nothing to anybody. It shouldn't mean anything. And, and the, the propaganda, if we set all that stuff aside, because I talked about it. I talked about the service and all the other things that 
And I typically don't talk about it, but you have to. Like you lived your whole life helping people, and then all of a sudden you think I just stood up to walk away from being a CEO because and to do a podcast? Are you serious? Right. I, to right. go through the hell and bulletproof glass and cameras that you know thermal cameras and having to having a gun everywhere. I mean, that's the way I want to live my life, right? I mean, that sounds like yeah. something you'd want to do. Fun, right? I mean, no. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but that paradigm crash one by one by being an ambassador of truth and talking by the time it's done. Now she listens to the podcast. She's like, that can't be right. Constantly says it to me. That can't be right, Joe. That can't be right. And I'm like, that's right. I was like, you want to come on the podcast and talk about how no, I'm not ready for that yet. (laughs) I was like, I would love to have you on, but now we have conversations about it. So paradigm crashing is important. And sometimes you're not going to be right. Sometimes you want to punch them in the face. I know I do typically, but this time I didn't. Because I was in the car, I knew that they had gone through major tragedy, and I was like, "All right, I've taken a bunch of punches. I can take this one. Let's see if we can get through it." Yeah. So, so I, I uh, there's a lot of bridges that we can be building. It's not their fault that they've been indoctrinated. Hey, I was indoctrinated once too. I honestly believe that when they came out and they said Hillary Clinton's emails weren't acid washed, I thought that was a really mean jo- joke. You know yeah. that we had played on her, that we had actually done that. I, there was a time yeah. where I believed that. And when Obama came out, I didn't support Obama, but I didn't have you know, any reason to not think that the vote wasn't fair and that if the people, the majority of people in the United States voted for him, that I would give him a chance. Right. And I got behind him and I embraced him. I never disparaged him. There were some things that he was doing that I was very concerned about, but I wasn't just this diehard, um, you know, establishment person who, no matter who was in office, I didn't give them a chance. And I feel like, you know, this indoctrination has made them so afraid to even believe something that once they start talking, uh, uh, if we have time, I'll share an example of when I was on a plane. I mean, you have to know I'm just like an Uber patriot. So I had this experience once uh, where I got on a plane and there was this big, huge, big i mean just shaquille o'neal black man and he was really handsome and he was really big and really intimidating and he had this big giant mask across his face that said black lives matter and then he had a shirt on across his big giant chest and it said black life matters and i thought well yes it does but then why is you know 85 percent of them aborted in the womb do you know the message that you're wearing so i sit down and i take a selfie with him he doesn't know it and I send it to my friends and I'm like, God has a great sense of humor. Like I'm probably the biggest Uber patriot and he's probably the biggest black, you know, lives matters fan I've ever met. So we get to talking. He's a really, really nice guy. We get to talking. Yeah. He's got a daughter. Everything is in New Hampshire. Really, really a nice guy. Very well-spoken. His ex-wife who just came to see with the daughter is a school teacher. So we get to talking towards the end of the flight. He starts talking to me and I'm going to make this really, really eloquent. The conversation wasn't quite this eloquent, but allow me the creative, you know, opportunity to do so. So he's telling me this, this story about how, whatever this woman who's standing on the edge of that river and what's behind her in Mexico is so terrifying that the baby that's strapped to her chest, knowing she's probably going to die and that baby, her baby is going to die too. But whatever's on the other side of that river in America is so worth it that she's willing to risk everything for her life. That's the problem with America is that we're not letting them in. So I say to him, you know, that's a really good point. But what if that's not his baby? 
What if that's your baby? And he's stolen that baby. The problem is that we don't have any way of knowing who they are until we vet them when they're at the border. And he and I built a bridge. We were talking, talking, talking. He was like exchanging phone numbers. I was like, no, 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 that's, you know, that's okay. I'm not sure if he was hitting on me or whatever. Anyway, I got really uncomfortable. Despite all that, I took the last thing that I said to him was, you know, he went to go put back on his mask because the whole time he had it off. This was back before they would like come around and check. You had to at least wear your mask onto the plane. When you sat down, you know, kind of in the beginning, you know, they would let us take it off. Even, you know, we were eating or whatever. So he puts it back on, you know, and I was like, you know, it's such a shame. You are such a handsome, huge black man. I mean, just, you know, beautiful statue. Mm, just beautiful black man. <laughs> and I say to him, but you know what I see? I think he was hitting on you. Masking tape, you know? And he was like, I, I think I know. I, he's either going to hit me or he's going to hug me. He ends up giving me a big hug. And he's like, it was really nice to meet you, sister. So he goes walking out and I see him as he's walking down the runway and he drops the mask and he tucks it in his, now I'm behind him, right? So I don't say anything to him. And I'm like, yes, Joe, one at a time. Thank I don't you. know about you, but that man really influenced me. So I have a feeling he's going around the country influencing a lot of other people. I'm not going to call him out on anything, but we can have conversations that they don't want us to have. And, you know, God amazingly boomeranged a lot of things in this country, um, you know, during COVID-19. So we talked about churches earlier, right? Where are all of the families praying right now at the dinner table where they haven't been for years? Where are all the parents over the teachers while our teachers have been indoctrinated our children? They're over the teacher's shoulder now. My kids used to text each other, mom over shoulder. It was like an acronym, right? And I was like, what is that? You know, and it was not cool. Now the parents are over the teacher's shoulders and the parents have learned through the past year and a half how to educate at home. A lot of people, especially in New Hampshire, have pulled their kids out of the system. I'm not saying it's a permanent solution, but I'm saying to you that if your school is not listening to you, bring them home. There are plenty of parents right now who are working together. I know of homeschoolers here in New Hampshire. They did the only prom that happened in our state. All the public schools shut down. They wouldn't allow prom or anything last year. Guess who had the most amazing, I mean, I cried when I saw their pictures. It was beautiful. All these homeschooler parents got together and put in their money together and they threw these kids the amazing prom it was probably the only problem that happened across the United States of America, and it was homeschoolers. So do not underestimate hmm. the power of your vote. You can vote every yeah. day with your wallet, with your presence, your children's presence, in stores, not in stores. You can go to school. You can not go to school. I'm not saying don't educate them. I'm just saying start talking to people, and you will learn that there are so many more resources than you ever thought possible. And the reason they don't want you to know about it is because they're more afraid than we are. They're afraid of us finding out the truth. And the only way they can keep us from finding out the truth is by trying to fill us with fear about things that are untruthful like COVID. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right, Felissa. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I um, just want to say thank I, you. Yes, thank, thank you. you for everything you're doing in New Hampshire. Um, I love thank the New Hampshire too. motto, live free or die. I hope that more people like you decide to embrace that motto because um 
We need we need you guys for sure. Up, oh, did you freeze? I think, yep, she froze. I think we lost her. We lost her. Oh, we lost her. Okay, just call oh. her back if you would. And... <clears throat> she back? Oh, she's back. She's back. Okay. All right, Hi. you're back. Hi. All right, you're back. Um, I was just saying as we were wrapping up that New Hampshire's motto, live free or die. Um, we need more people like you to embrace that motto because obviously lots of people can go throughout their day and, and put election fraud and things like that in the back of their mind. Now it has to be something that we think of top of mind every single day. And I want to um, applaud the work that you're doing. And I, I hope that I hope that more people, more people join you because we need them in New Hampshire. We need them in every state. So thank you, Felissa, so much for, uh, for stopping by. Yeah, thank you, God Max. You. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Joe, for having me. Um, I will say that in New Hampshire, we do have a lot of patriots. Um, I am not the only one. And I'll repeat again, it was a solid group effort. Like literally everyone that had groups, maybe they had different interests, different, you know, whatever it was, we all try mm -hmm. to support each other. And this was the most effective campaign, you know, probably the most impactful tipping point that we've had yet. And it's not because of what I'm doing. It's because of what everybody else decided to help me to do. Yeah. Well, well thank you so much, Felissa, for joining us. And I have thank a great you, rest bless. of your evening. God hey, bless. God bless you. Thanks. So we're out of time. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking a little bit about Ray Epps. Joe, you know about Ray Epps. Oh, I do. Have you ever looked at Ray Epps' Twitter account? Give people a little taste. Go what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Really Put up quick. my screen, Mr. Producer, real quick. Ray Epps runs a farm. It's called Rocking R Farms. I'm going to refresh it so, so they can get it. Try it now. Um, it's called Rocking R Farms. He has had a Twitter account for uh, six years. Yeah. And Joe, he has only liked three tweets the entirety of his time on Twitter for this Rocking R Farms that he runs. One was Gilbert Farmer's Market, talking about watermelons. The other one was Apothecary. And then the third one, Hillary Clinton. The only three wow. tweets that he has ever liked on Twitter. There you go. All right. He's the Trump well, supporter leading everyone into the Capitol. I'm going to wrap this up for us because I got I to gotta go do another interview real quick. So we're out of time. Max, thank you uh, for that guest. Great guest, by the way. Follow us on at Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow Conservative Daily on Telegram. Um, you can also follow Max at Max J. McGuire. Follow me at, at Joe Oltman. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, uh, Frank, Speech, and CloudHub. You can also find us on the audio version. And by the way, go back for last week. If you were listening to this on the audio version, you probably missed four or five different episodes, some really good ones, including Dr. Shiva's one. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone that needs to hear this message. It's really important. Take the Rumble link, put it on all your social media environments, become an advocate for truth. Um, we'd love to grow our audience, and you are the advocates that we use to do that. Uh, text FREEDOM to 89517 in order to make sure you get a reminder when we go live, and then use the link in our description as well to subscribe for our newsletter so you can get our Facts Boss, and you don't miss any important projects that we're working on right now, including the membership, which should be out here shortly. That's all for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Max, I'll give you the last word. Thank you, and God bless you all. My name is Max McGuire. That's Joe. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you tomorrow.